Hello everybody and welcome back to episode two of the All In podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about my favourite topic ever. I feel like there's so much to speak about about this but I have about an hour so I'm literally going to do a quick stop tour of it. Like I'm sorry if I move from one thing to another and seem quite erratic I tend to jump from one thing to another and may not express myself as good as you all know but I'm going to be talking all things bodybuilding today and focusing in on prep and just try and give you an insight as to what you need to be doing if you are thinking about prepping and Overall, if you want to get into bodybuilding, the beverage of today is actually a coffee. Um, just taking a sip. I didn't make it as well as I normally did. It is normally more slushier than this, and I put in extra water. But I've been going to Starbucks and getting the... Um, coffee frappuccino with no milk um, and sugar-free vanilla syrup and no cream and they've been looking at me like I'm freaks so I decided to buy some ice and buy the sugar-free syrup and just make it myself um, it saves money as well because coffee from Starbucks is like £5 a day but yeah bodybuilding I feel like bodybuilding is massively understood I did a post about this on my Instagram ages ago but it's seen as you know egotistical um you know you're getting on stage in your bikini at the end of the day not many people understand what goes into it um I just want to erase all them comments like it's not egotistical you need to know what goes into it. So first of all, I'm going to say that bodybuilding is an extreme sport. It's one extreme to another. If you're not in contest prep, um, getting stage lean, you are in off season, gaining muscle and food will be high. Um, so before you jump into a prep, you need to educate yourself and you need to be working with a coach and you need to know what you are getting yourself into. Um, You need to live the lifestyle and educate yourself and just understand the risks and think to yourself, um, is it worth it for you? Will it bring you that satisfaction? Um, it certainly has for me, literally. Um. The risks far outweigh the negatives, but you need to understand the extremities. So I'm going to talk a bit about my prep and then things in general as a whole. Um, So it's going to be a long one. I have about 40 to 50 minutes right now. So first of all, I would research and work with a coach straight away who knows what they are doing. As soon as you think about competing, for that matter, 
you need to get a coach now find the coach who works best for you do your research the important thing is get a good coach because you need a coach that is truly knowledgeable because like I said it is an extreme sport and your coach needs to do it in the healthiest way as possible and not make you hate the sport at the end of the day so jump on consult calls with coaches build that good relationship Um, I find that people who don't really do the research maybe just jump straight into a prep which is the bad thing to do Um, work with a coach who don't really know their body um, they haven't built that good relationship and communication they jump straight into a prep and they do the prep and then I find then people come out of preps and them shows and they end up hating bodybuilding and developing really bad relationships with food um, and have really unsuccessful preps and don't really stay in the sport and that's when it becomes really dangerous when you do develop stuff like binge eating disorders you need to be aware of that um generally the most successful preps and having longevity in the sport is generally people who have good coaches who have done their research and have worked with their coaches for a long period of time just to build that relationship so they know your body um the wrong thing to do is to jump straight into a prep you know don't just say like bikini competitors on Instagram and think I want to do that now you know you have to be in it for a long term and this is what you have to understand you have to set your timeline like at the end of the day it takes years and years and years like don't just think I'm getting into training right now and then jump straight into a prep because in reality you will probably be disappointed with the lack of muscle you do have, you need to have timelines set, like maybe it's a body comp phase at first, moving into an off-season, it all depends on the individual, moving into an off-season, and then you may do maintenance, diet phase. Um, I would recommend doing a mock prep. I actually did one of them after my first push-up phase, just so you know what it's going to be like when you diet. Um, and then obviously off-season phases are highly important. Like make sure you're training, your routine, make sure you have everything in place in life. Um, um, you need to be spending, I would say at first, about a year in off-season. But again, it is up to your starting position. But if you give yourself the more time, the better you will look and the more it will pay off. So the more time you give yourself, the better and the more, like, better your training will be. You can progressive overload and just build muscle overall and strength and learn from evidence-based people. I would say that. So you've got to understand that your prep is not just a 24 to 26 week diet. If you want to compete, you have to commit to this off season. You have to commit to diet phases. And then 
it's not just a 24 to 26 week prep it is then I would say like 10 weeks of your reverse like don't just do your prep and think oh I'm finished I'm going back to normal now like stay with your coach within your reverse even if you never ever want to prep again um and you have to treat your reverse at the end of the day like prep to get yourself in a good position for off season but I feel like if you truly love the lifestyle don't get me wrong it is the reverse is fucking hard but it will pay off and it will put you in a good position ready to prep again and ready to build muscle and just overall gain your health back um because at the end of the day after you finish a prep I'm not going to lie, your probably's not going to feel normal again and get your health markers back and energy back, sleep in a good place, I would say, and regain your cycle back. I would say it can vary from people to people, but fully, like, six months after your show. So this is why you should not just jump into a prep and even, like, keep on prepping all year round. So what I'm trying to say is it is never ending years of work, but this is a good thing. Like you've genuinely just got to be very disciplined and focused as a person. But I think overall bodybuilding has shaped me and turned me into the person I am today and made me a very disciplined and motivated, focused person. Like you don't see bodybuilders that generally don't aren't excelling in life at the same time if that makes sense bodybuilding has made my life around me generally so much better um like you have to be very focused um and just genuinely have a good mindset um but yeah the key thing is here without experience and knowledge don't just jump into a prep and this is where it can go wrong and it can be very dangerous post show so I would just make sure you have all your ducks in a row is that the right saying in all aspects of life and develop this from off season you know develop this routine develop this organization um and then you will find that prep will be made so much easier because you already lived the lifestyle and all it will be is obviously extra cardio and less food I know easier said than done and also pausing is a massive massive thing don't just jump into a prep and start learning how to pause like from me I am not coordinated at all I have no background in dance or anything like that pausing I struggle with the most let me tell you that so that's why as soon as I decided that I wanted to compete I started pausing and what that was like two years ago now like you have to pause every single day and then it will pay off in the long run and I'm not going to lie, I am so glad that I paused and spent so long pausing with Marnie. 
little plug, rocket pausing like all the way, literally. And I'm just so glad I started pausing with Marnie then because I'm not going to lie, in prep, six weeks out, your energy, you are not going to want to pause. It's going to physically like hurt to pause. Um, I just found my brain couldn't cooperate cooperate what Marnie was telling me like in my pausing sessions and peak week peak week that session my brain did not know what it was doing I actually felt so bad for after that um but yeah pausing is a massive one but before I yap and yap on about you about all the positives and everything like that and everything bodybuilding has just brought me overall um I do have to talk about obviously some of the risks just for your awareness um you have to be made aware of them like I would never ever slay bodybuilding and I'm not talking about it at a bad in a bad way because this is our choice 100% and but just for someone wanting to get into it, you do have to not go in blindly and be aware of the risks. Um, at the end of the day, I appreciate that bodybuilding is fucking weird. We're getting on stage in our bikini and to outside in my circle right now and on Instagram, like this lifestyle is just the norm to me. But from an outsider looking in, I'm not going to lie they must think what the hell we are absolutely mental and not many people get it which I do struggle with sometimes but we are a small percent of the population who just love it um so yeah hopefully I can just shred some awareness and need to know about bodybuilding so first of all if you are wanting to prep moving on from this you need to make sure you have all your ducks in a row so environment in your circle is everything you need to have good support of people around you who get it um you know there's no good if if you have a partner who is not supportive you will massively find that it just will affect everything you need no internal or external stresses just generally have a good life set up already before you think about prepping and have supportive people around you for when it gets tough. Um, because stuff like environment can be, these factors can be very stressful and obviously managing stress is bloody key in prep. Every little variable counts and you will find stress can affect your body um and if you have bad sleep for example it will all affect the look and will have a negative impact on your prep for me like my family it was absolutely amazing like my mum and brother came to watch my show they are so 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 supportive but I think again that's because I just lived that lifestyle before if that makes sense um before I started bodybuilding like I would go to the gym anywhere and do sports and stuff like that and track my food so it's not really 
any different to them, if that makes sense. They've just gotten used to it. Um, so I've had a really, really good family experience, actually, and they have been really supportive. Like, don't get me wrong, towards the back end of prep, the only thing my mum does probably worry about is when it starts getting to that unhealthy point. But, like, she is pretty clued up. Um, I have, like, educated her and informed her on anything. And she knows, like, oh, you have a good coach who cares. And she knows, like, it's only for one purpose and one purpose only, I told her. Like, that last eight weeks is probably where it gets unhealthy. It's only a short period of time. And then when you reverse out, health is the focus and getting your bloods done like I'm actually so proud of my mum she actually follows like loads of bodybuilders on Instagram and stuff so yeah they have immersed herself on Instagram and came to watch my show which I'm buzzing about um my dad also comes and gets steps for, with me and stuff like that when I'm home my mum used to have my post-workout ready when when I got home from um training just to make everything easier um so yeah managing stress in your family environment is key so moving on from this talking about like life situation you have to make sure finances are in order you know on prep you can't half ass things I would say I actually planned out my first season money, but I would say give yourself more money because you're going to need it. Um, again, you have to educate. Most people get a coach and get into bodybuilding and then realise, oh, it is actually really expensive and try to cut corners and it will show if you cut corners, for example, don't get a good coach, don't get good pausing lessons and you are judged on your whole look. So if you did your makeup, your own makeup, don't get me wrong, some people can proper pull it off um, and are really good at makeup, but you are judged on your whole look. So if you got like a secondhand bikini, you are judged on this and you just need to make sure that you don't skimp out on anything. That's all I'm going to say, um, bodybuilding is very expensive, but I do not see it as this at all. Like, it's just my general outgoings, if that makes sense. Like, see it as an investment. At the end of the day, I love it. So I don't want to spend my money any other way. Um, you know, people choose what they want to do. If you drive on like loads of holidays, not drinking every weekend, that's how you spend your money. But there's sensible ways of just saving and being able to afford it and just make sure you have your finances in order. And this is how I choose to spend my money. Um because I love it. Um and I would probably say don't jump prep to prep to prep. Um, save money in off season as well just to put yourself in a good position but generally in bodybuilding um, bodybuilders I would say are often more successful in 
all their other aspects of life just from like having routine down to a T in the lifestyle that we live and just being so focused, disciplined and having a strong mindset um, just believing they're capable of doing anything they want um, but yeah be prepared I would say for negative comments as well like from an outsider looking in they'd be like why would you want to get in stage on a bikini in a bikini and prep it's so unhealthy and they'd be like why do you want to do it to yourself so just be prepared for comments like that um, but at the end of the day, we are only like a small minority of people that do it. So you just need to be prepared for that and have a good circle around you. And one thing bodybuilding has brought me is good like-minded people around me, which I am forever grateful for that. You need to accept also that bodybuilding is subjective and you're going to be judged by strangers Um. And you need to understand that it can go anywhere, depending on the look. Um, like, you just need to accept that you may not be what they want on that day. Um, and that's okay. Like, you go again and you have to play about with these things and you need to have a strong mindset to consider that. So now I'm just going to jump into a bit about my journey. So why have I decided to dedicate my life and live my life like this? Um, you know, it has to be the right thing for you to do and you have to be doing it for the right reasons. You have to have all the facts and information to make this decision for yourself. You have to... Be able to be on it all year round, um, in off season, in prep. So if you probably don't like living the lifestyle and sticking to your diet in off season, then you probably need to ask yourself, is this for you? You know, if you can't, if you don't like training, if you can't stick to your diet, if you can't have set bedtimes, um all year round in improvement season and in prep you need to ask yourself is it for you and just make that decision for yourself so jumping into my bit about my journey why have I why did I decide to do it so I literally somehow just found the not just bikini Bell podcast and started following loads of bodybuilders and bikini competitors on Instagram and that's when it just started. I literally educated myself so, so much watching YouTubes, listening to podcasts, looking at competitors. But I'm not going to lie, I think I must have been like, it was May 2020. So I think I was 17 or 18 then. Um, but I just told myself these limiting beliefs, like you could never do that. You do not know how to train properly. You don't have the genetics. You could never, ever get lean. And I just had this self-doubt. Um, but not a day went by where I didn't think about it. And like I said, I tracked my food. So I knew what I had to do. Um, 
and when a day goes by where you don't fucking think about the goal and think about doing something every day and just live that life every day, then you've just got to bloody do it, haven't you? Um, so I got a coach. Um, honestly, my starting point wasn't the best, but it just proves with work, like, you can be careful of everything. Like, I'm six foot tall. I feel like I had no muscle whatsoever. So when I first got a coach, and I feel like when I first had Marnie as a coach, the first check-in that I sent her, she probably actually thought, like, what the hell? But I'm just so grateful for her believing in me. Um, I found my love for training first, and I just wanted to go from there and just learn more. Um, and I knew I was ready to prep from off-season because nothing really changed for me my routine in prep apart from like I've said extra cardio and less food and this literally made prep so so easier like for me I just love the routine working hard challenging myself and just doing the work to get there like I don't this may sound really boring but I I am a I am boring, like I do not like going out whatsoever. Um never really gone out drinking, so I've never felt fear of missing out and do not be embarrassed to bring your meal prep out, like literally embrace it. Um I would say the main thing is you will have heard this comment before, compete because you love training. Don't just look at competitors on Instagram and think, oh, I'm going to start training now. You have to compete because you love training, because you get that satisfaction from it. And, you know, don't be in no rush. Take time to prep because prep just reveals that tissue you've built in off-season. Um, You know, the hard works in off-season and building the food up as well. Don't get me wrong, prep is... But you had work as well, but you probably actually do have less muscle than you think. So, like I said, you've got to be in it for the long run. This takes years and years and years. Um, you know, and also one thing is adherence in prep. You've got to understand that you cannot set a foot wrong. You have to 100% adhere. You have to tick all boxes. You know, there's no room for mistake. So that's why I would recommend doing a diet first. Um, I actually did a mock prep first, which I was really happy with. Um, And it just gets you a feel for it. Until you've done a prep, I'm sorry, you're never, ever going to know what it feels like. Like, I remember thinking that. Like, you think you do. I thought I did, but you're never actually going to fully know what it feels like. So I feel like a little diet first, if you've never dieted before, will just help you. So, yeah, just get a coach and I would say gear your training towards a particular class. Um you'll probably know what class you fall in anyways. But moving on from that, 
is a first timer and going through your prep, it is key to have no expectations for your first ever show. Like, it winds me up. Even people who's completed once and after their first show is <laughs> they compete. And even for the first show, it's like, fuck hard. Like, <sighs> I'm sorry to break it to you, unless you've got mad genetics, you're not going to turn pro. And this takes real fucking time. Like, I keep referring back to Marnie again, but Marnie, I think she's taken about 10 years. Like, it just proves that you're probably most likely not going to turn pro. Um, and you should not compete just for the fact that if you want a pro card, if that makes sense. So... You know, when I first got a coach in January 2021, all I wanted to do was just make it to stage and just get on stage. Like, for me, my first prep, doing the prep itself and getting that stage experience was enough at first. And you should be proud of that because so many people pull out and it is mentally challenging. Um, But takes you the last six weeks, but I feel like if you can do a prep, you can honestly do anything in life. Um, and I feel like now I've showed myself that I can do it and I know what to expect now. Um, so just to put things into perspective, I first got a coach January 2021 and I competed May now 2023. Like it takes that long. Um. I'm going to speak about my prep now. Um, So I did a 26-week-long prep. We actually started prep before the shorter calendar came out. We were aiming for the end of April. So I started prep November 2022. And we were aiming for April 2023. Just due to my uni calendar, but we started prep before the show day calendar came out. Um, and there was no two bros one for then. I would have had to do the regional in March. But for my first prep, we wanted a nice long prep. We didn't want to push it too early and we just wanted to give myself enough time. Um, so I was actually aiming for a regional and pro qualifier but there was none at the end of April so I just decided it's my first show like I'm not bored about turning pro so to just do three classes get as much stage experience and just do that one regional um so we aimed for May the closest ones I did the Mr JT one and I just wanted all the stage time and experience and just experience what it was like. Um, I was querying whether to do another one after that, but it was another regional, so there would literally be no point. And I feel like I got what I came for. Like I've said, um, I won my first time as class and there's no point wasting time when I can get back to growing because I know I need to go on my upper body to come back, like, unstoppable. And I am 21, and I know muscle maturity is a thing as well. Like, you've got to be in it for the long run. 
Um, I feel like, yeah, it was honestly the best experience ever. I feel like it was over in a flash. And I'm one of them people that is constantly like, what's next? Like, I'm literally two weeks post show right now. And I feel like my brain has not shut off. And I'm constantly like trying to stay calm and relaxed at the same time and recovering. But I'm like, what is next? But I need to just chill look back and be proud and actually reflect and recap on what has happened and I'm just yeah I'm really proud of myself because I know I put everything into it and I'm really happy for my first show how it went like the whole prep was not a bad experience as well and this reverse isn't a bad experience like don't get me wrong the reverse is tough prep is tough but I honestly have had such good coaches, Marnie and Jake, and yeah, I'm just proud to put everything into it, and I know what to expect for next time and what I need to do. So, I started prep. I'm going to talk about why off season is key now. So, I started prep November 2022 around 75k g on off season for me. I felt like I was ready to diet, you know, food was nice and high, strength was up in training, I was strong, I was in a good position. Calories were probably around 3,000 or over 3,000 and it is actually important you get your calories nice and high so you have lots of tools in the box to work with and so your body responds and like I've said I had everything in place, you know, I'd saved a bit. My routine was in a good place, so it made transitioning into prep easy. Like, I would say the first 12 to 16 weeks of prep, you shouldn't be digging yourself into the ground. It shouldn't feel like prep, if that makes sense, because, you know, it should just feel like a normal diet. Um, But, yeah, the prep was really successful. I got down to about... 57 kg like I said as a bikini girl you've got to be prepared to push to get into condition you know you will do whatever it takes like food has to get low um you know be prepared to be doing like 60 minutes cardio daily and food will probably most likely have to get low for like sub 1000 calories in reality, it's just the reality of prep and you do have to pay yourself and know what you're getting yourself in for just to make yourself aware. Um, and I was also on 12.5k steps. But yeah, I don't think I never actually mentioned like calories or cardio or anything openly when I was on prep. Is just to put this out there, you should never, ever, ever copy and compare someone else's calories but I'm going to assume as a listener, you know, that everyone is individualised and this will not work for you. And you should not follow this because if you're not getting on stage, like, do not do this. But, yeah, reflecting back on my prep, I feel like I was hungry, but hunger levels weren't actually that high on prep. I feel like it was more the energy that got to me. I'm very much, I can switch off from hunger and not become as food focused, if that makes sense. Um, 
it was more the energy towards the back end but like I said the first half of prep it just felt like a normal diet um that, that's actually the fun part um but and I also followed a meal plan um I wanted to be on a meal plan because again this works best for me I wanted to keep my food good plain digestible and it made it just makes me a demon it's easier for me to um follow a meal plan um you know I wanted my, to keep my food quite plain and just simple plain foods to not cause digestible issues like I didn't want to cause any like upset with my stomach and adding all these sauces and stuff and that's why I feel like in prep a meal plan is better than macros because you can be stupid with it I feel like you can add in different things every day and it can cause more cravings like I do not want to see the food like I don't know how in prep people watch these 10,000 food challenges because I did not even want to watch people's full day off season of eating because I just didn't want to see it. Like I just had to keep myself focused and just within myself. Now that is a bad position to be in when you start watching people's like 10,000 food challenges. I know people do hard food for after the show. And again, that is very, very dangerous and you should not do this. Um, but I'm sure once I have come out of my reverse and post short and health phase back into my off season, I'll do a whole other podcast on post short. So I'm just trying to think of other thing that you should other things you should be aware of. Um, you need to be aware of that you're gonna have to check in daily with your coach as well. I feel like some people struggle with this and like miss check ins and stuff like that. But communication is key. Like. You have to be prepared to check in every single day. And again, just for your awareness, like you are looking at your body every single day. Um, But yeah, I feel like I need to move on to some positives now because the positives far outweigh the negatives. Um, But yeah, the main positive I would say is the people I have met. I am eternally grateful for and I just feel part of a community, a sense of belonging and just that I'm like, you have friends and stuff on Instagram and dotted all about to train with like all over the country but at the same time like I feel like you know that they're there for you and you're just part of a community with like-minded people um and bodybuilding could be seen as a lot as an alone spot and it can be day-to-day but I actually like that day-to-day and then I just like meeting with my friends like what once or twice a month to train or something like that or go for a coffee um but yeah the community is massive and it's honestly the best um another positive is your focus and drive I feel like prep just brought me so much more mental clarity and I just have a sense of appreciation for life and gratefulness you know I journal as well and it just makes you so much more productive as well because you are forced into a strong routine Um, it is also 
rewarding seeing muscle you've spent building um you know it's rewarding pushing yourself no matter how tired and hungry you are but you know you'd get into bed at the end of the day and think I've fucking done it like another day I've done it and you just need to show up day by day so that is like some of the massive positives that I'm truly grateful for um like I've said the positives far outweigh the negative um I've got to talk about some of the negative effects of prep though just for your awareness um the first one I'm going to keep this short and snappy when you are training your session strength will go down um just try not to get into your head you will feel like a weak little boy and that is the most frustrating thing I think for me because you just have no energy um your energy is lower you are lighter don't let it get into your head just focusing on you know squeezing the muscle taking it for its range um connecting well and I would say the last six weeks of prep scrap the logbook um I would say as well this is quite hard because I feel like everyone's different but towards the back end of prep I did not want to travel back home from uni you know the drive was just too much for me I had to prioritize my energy you know I couldn't afford to be driving back home four hours a day like meal prep wise the extra stress it would put on me and it was hard because I wanted to see my family but I had to make the decision to prioritize my energy and if you know you know like in prep you cannot be asked to reply back to messages at all even like having a conversations is hard you can't get your words out um But then on the flip side of this, I feel like prep did kind of make me reach out a bit more and communicate more on just how I'm feeling, which is key because I feel like I'm quite a closed person and I never really ask for help. But the last final few weeks, I feel like I did kind of find myself like opening up a bit more. Um, But yeah, you basically just have to micromanage your day. You've got to understand that conversations will be hard. You can't get your words out. I remember this will always stick in my head. I remember walking on peak week. Even walking around feels hard. It was peak week. I was going for a walk. I felt like I was going to hypo. Just because of, like, I don't know, the lack of food. Um, I was nearly having a hypo. And... I was walking and I had to like keep on stopping, taking breaks and walking and hold on to lampposts. Like looking back, that is fucking hilarious. Like I love that. Um, But again, you've just got to think about that and weigh up these things into account. Um, So the next thing I would say, the most important thing that you have to be aware about is... I would say the biggest negative is most people who prep do lose their cycle. Um, Some people don't, but you've got to be prepared for that. Like, don't go in blind and think, well, what the hell? But at the end of the day, to get in stage condition, you will 
to get in stage condition and to get lean, it's going to happen at the end of the day. It is an extreme sport. You are only lean for a purpose. And after short day, you get your health back. You work with a good coach. That's why it is key, again, coming from throughout. Have a good coach, work with them, and stay working with them. Um, and obviously, after your reverse and post-show period, when you end off-season and get health back, you get your bloods done, you get literally everything done. And, yeah, it's just something you have to consider and make sure you know the risks. Um, But I'm going to end this podcast here. Um. I hope you've all just took something from this. I feel like I've literally done a massive spill and talked so fast and just spilled off everything. Again, I am not expert. I don't claim to be. I'm just speaking from experience, from knowledge, and there is loads more that goes into this topic. But for me, the main thing is that bodybuilding is a choice and all the positives far outweigh the negatives and risks for me. Like, I know it is unhealthy, but at the end of the day, like, throughout prep, people would say to me, like, oh, my God, you look so unhealthy, you look so skinny. But I feel like we shouldn't skinny shame. Like, fat shaming is bad, but skinny shaming is the same as fat shaming. But anyway, yeah, um... The positives far outweigh the risks. And at the end of the day, it's our choice to prep. Like, it's our choice. This is what we do. Get a coach. Make sure you do your research. And obviously get your blood done frequently before prep. Maybe some people do during prep, after prep, numerous times in your off-season. And I actually got my blood done before prep. And you cannot tell me bodybuilding isn't unhealthy because all my health markers and bloods were perfect and bang on. Whereas, like, the normal fucking person probably doesn't take supplements every day and stuff like that. And it's probably got, like, an iron deficiency or something. So you cannot say that um, it's unhealthy as well when yeah when that's the case or I don't know Doris has got type 2 diabetes up the street and eats cake every day for breakfast or don't fucking tell me it's unhealthy when you're out drinking Friday Saturday and Sunday and fucking snorting coke up your nose so you know I've heard someone say this before I'm sure actually that you've got to pick your poison if that makes sense and this is just what we choose to do because we love it. So, yeah, I hope you take something away from this episode and truly ask yourself, do you want to prep? But, yeah, thank you so, so much for listening. I'm aware it is a long episode. But, yeah, stay tuned for the next one.